Good morning, everyone. It is Friday, the 9th of September. Welcome to your morning meeting. Marcus, over to you with the overnight. Yes, thanks, Gigi. Well, a very sad day, of course. We have lost the Queen, but we've gained a King. Mixed feedback on that development. Obviously, very sad for England. Otherwise, the markets didn't take too much notice. Dow Jones up 193 points, closing near its high and well off the lows of down 260. NASDAQ was up 0.6, S&P 500 up 0.66. And that's the first two days on the trot of going up since the Jackson Hole speech. SPY futures this morning unchanged and our market this morning up 22 points with an okay performance from resources and banks. Powell obviously spoke overnight. Message was exactly the same. Fed are strongly committed to controlling inflation. His commentary rehashed the Jackson Hole message that the Fed are targeting 2 to 3% inflation and will, in quotes, keep at it, unquote, unquote, until the job is done. He hopes they can achieve that, he says, without very high social costs. But Fed with the same message that they are prioritizing the job of getting on top of inflation over the economy, which a lot of commentators have likened to Paul Volcker doing the same thing back in the 90s. There were calls to get rid of him, of course, as the US dived into recession as it tried to get on top of inflation. Similar sort of thing here. Although it has to be said, these recent jobs numbers and the overnight weekly jobless number suggest that the economy in the US is in fine form at the moment, and there is little risk of recession and quite a few stretches talking about the ability of the Fed to pull off a soft landing. On the back of his comments, the 10-year and two-year bond yields both rose. The 10 years up from 2.516 to 3.322 now. It's within a blink of the 11-year high hit on August the 2nd. Also, you'll notice the Fed funds futures have now moved up from a 75% chance of a 75 basis point rate rise on September the 21st to a 90% chance. The good news about that, of course, although that could change, of course, with the CPI number coming up on Tuesday, but that, of course, suggests that a 75 basis point rate rise is in the price, is in the price of equities, in which case we don't need to worry about it. The US dollar was up again overnight. It's been up in nine of the last 10 days at a 24-year high against the yen as the Bank of Japan defies this global central bank hawkishness. Also overnight, predictably, the ECB raised rates by an unprecedented but expected 75 basis points and a very similar message to the Fed. They are prioritizing inflation despite recession fears and an energy crisis. There was a bit of Fed speak overnight as well. Evans said, getting high inflation down is job one. And to do so, the Fed should raise rates another 75 basis points this month, which is pretty inevitable they will. One strategist said, don't fight the Fed. And the Fed is telling us they are laser focused on inflation. Net result, as I say in the strategy piece today, I don't think the market is going to look through this current mild downtrend and pivot upwards until we can see the top on inflation, the top on interest rates, and can start to look through the other 
other side of this current bout of economic tightness. And I doubt that is a day away. It could be months away still. A bit of a rebounding commodity price overnight. Oil price up 1.3% and 1.9%. The LNG price in Europe up 5%. Coal price was down a touch. BHP and Rio up 1.4% and 0.9% tonight. We're up in the US as well. Unfortunately, the gold price isn't joining in. That was down another $7. Although most of the gold stocks are up today, Evolution Mining up 3.7%. And most of the metal prices higher, copper up 2.89%, nickel up 1.7%, and the iron ore price up 2.97%. FMG, Fortescue Metals, which of course went ex-dividend beginning this week, is up an impressive enough 3.4%. Bitcoin up a touch, that's about that. Uh, Bank of Canada also uh, raised rates and left the door open to more oversized rate cuts, says one headline. And that'll probably do us. US CPI number on Tuesday. We've, we've hurdled a lot of macro events and the market seems to have settled a little bit, but US CPI number on Tuesday could do anything to us. And that's that from overnight. Thank you very much for that, Marcus. Leighton, straight over to you for the local markets and brokers. Thanks, Chi-Chi. So the ASX 200 is up 26 points at the moment, well ahead of the unchanged futures this morning. We're on track to end the week around half a percent higher. Resources are leading the way today. Iron ore was up overnight and the miners are doing well on the back of that. Gold stocks are also finding some early gains despite that gold price falling overnight. And lithium is just continuing to run back to the races today with mineral resources up 11% on speculation that the company has hired JP Morgan to assist in a potential US-listed lithium spin-off. Technology stocks are mostly down, but the sector is being held up by Block and WiseTech. Block is up 4.2%, and WiseTech is up 3.4%. The banks are creeping higher again, with all of the big four up over a percent each. And the rest of the market is struggling a little bit with REITs and consumer stocks taking the biggest hits. Utilities are also down. Energy is pushing down further. Oil and coal stocks both easing a bit today. Newix is up 26.1% as it's believed that US-based Reveal is working on a bid for the company. They were in a trading halt. I believe they've come out of that now. And onto the brokers now, Macquarie has updated its broker coverage on DeGray Mining following the release of its pre-feasibility study for its Malina project. They've got an outperform recommendation and a target price of 165 cents, which implies a 70 percent upside. Looking at some of the other stories out there today, Nine Entertainment is down four and a half percent as it goes ex-dividend. On the calendar, there's nothing locally. We've got some Chinese inflation data for August out today. US inventories tonight and the US CPI number is out next Tuesday. And that's all I've got for you this morning, Cheech. Thank you very much for that, Leighton. Marcus, back to you for your strategy. Yes, thanks, Gigi. The strategy today is unchanged, as you might expect. Hopes of a soft pivot, which is why Jackson Hole was disappointing, will have to wait. Clearly, after the ECB and the Powell commentary overnight, the focus is inflation and things are not going to change for a while by the looks of it. There are some mild signs of a technical improvement in the market 
market in the last three days or so. I am tempted to dust off some new ideas, but haven't done so. Disappointed to see mineral resources up 11% today getting away from us. And disappointed that we sold Pilbara Minerals, which is up 29% since we did in the last couple of weeks or so. But I'd prefer to be mourning a couple of trades that we missed or ideas that we missed rather than holding a legion of ideas that are trying to swim against the market tide. So missed the lithium trade in the last few weeks. Otherwise, the other thing worth or a couple of things worth mentioning in strategy. One is have a look at the chart of gasoline prices in the US. They're down 46% from the top on June the 6th. I know the Fed are determined to get the job done, and that is admirable if negative. But the likelihood is with the gasoline price coming off that far from the top and with recession fears around a peak in the housing market here and in the US, in the wake of previous rate rises and the recent commodity price falls in everything from metals to iron ore to oil, there are a host of factors getting the job done on inflation already. And we'll see what happens on Tuesday, but I'd be very surprised if inflation wasn't confirmed to have already topped out. We will find out. But the other more negative thing is something we've sort of not focused on, but is happening in the background and is undermining the market is the Fed's quantitative tightening. You're probably aware that since the GFC and then again in the pandemic, the Fed have been printing money hand over fist, quantitative easing, of course, it's been called. It's been going on since 2008, accelerated in 2020, and is now being reversed. So they are in the open market, increasing their quantitative tightening from 47.5 billion in August, that's last month, to 95 billion this month. And if you look at the chart in the strategy piece, since QE started, interest rates have been trending down globally. And since quantitative tightening started, they've been going up. And with QT tightening or increasing this month, it is unlikely that any asset class is going to thrive against that trend. And that includes everything from equities to the economy, to investment bank profits, to risk on sentiment, everything that quantitative easing was designed to do, which was boost asset classes, asset prices, equities. It improved risk on sentiment. It helped the economy. It boomed the bank, investment bank profits. Everything QE was designed to do is happening in reverse at the moment with QT. So on that basis, it's hard to see bond yields really coming off. They may have overstepped themselves, but they may just come off because they went up too fast, too far. But just worth mentioning that QT is doubling this month and the markets are going to find it hard to make progress against that. Another reason not to get too bullish yet. Net result is in the strategy portfolio, I am still in 50% cash and not inclined to get more bullish than that. Technically, the pivot point hasn't arrived on the markets yet, despite three more positive technical ticks in the last three days. And we still have effectively 100% cash in the ideas portfolio, except for that Oz Minerals trade, which is insulated from the market because it's a bid situation. This short-term technical improvement does tempt me to start to look around for ideas again, but haven't done so yet. It is a Friday and the weather's good. So not inclined to be stressing myself over the weekend with some new trades. So haven't done anything yet. 
And that is about it on strategy. Thank you very much for that, Marcus. Let's go to our question of the day. Would you like to be a king or queen? Later, let's start off with you. I don't I don't think I would. I think there's there's just too many regulations and too many rules that you'd have to live by. It doesn't seem like you have a very free life to do what you want to do. Yeah. So I think it would be very restricting. But obviously it would be pretty amazing too, but yeah. too restricted, I think. And Cameron, how about yourself? I think just being in the media spotlight pretty much 24-7, a camera on you wouldn't be great for me. I reckon you'd be a bit anxious at all times, wouldn't want to say the wrong thing. I don't think I could do it. I'm going to answer. I think I would love to be queen. (laughs) I think I would be a fair and lenient royal. I would adhere to the standard. I am also Brit, so I'm a little bit biased there as well. But yeah, I think I would love to be the queen of England. And Marcus, Marcus of the Padleys, would you be a king? Well, I am already half royal, it has to be said. I do have connections with the royal family, which will remain unsaid. But yes, I think I would love to be king. I think it would be fabulous. I think although the media paints a picture for all the royal subjects, which is probably not very pleasant and it makes it look like a terrible thing to have to do. We always used to ask this question, if you had four lives, what lives would you want to live? And mine were things like being a professional sportsman, being a beautiful brain. But I think if I had four lives I could choose, I think one of them definitely would be being the King of England. I think I could handle that as long as I managed to retain some hilarious people around me. I think Emma and I could still sit on the sofa and have a good laugh at the telly. And as long as you can retain a sense of humour about the whole thing, I think it could be a life well lived. There you go. Very well said. Like William and Kate, take it in your stride. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a lovely weekend. Marcus will be back tomorrow with the weekend report and we will see you back next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers.